0: Alright, good to be back, so hopefully we will continue doing the 12-minute halacha. It might not be every day, but we're back, so that's good. The topic we'll focus on for the next few weeks will be the halachas of muksa. As to be honest, I'm giving a smichas chaver shir every week. If you live in Minneapolis, you can reach out to me and join. Otherwise, look on their website, see if there's one in your community or start one. Anyways, it's a great program. And right now we're learning halachas muksa, so I already have most of the content. So I figured it's a good, good way to teach other people, and good shirum to give. Anyways, to start, we're going to start with the halachas of muksa. So often you'll hear children telling their friends, "You're a muksa guy." Which is not a nice word, but they're calling them that you're doing muksa. You can't cook on Shabbos. Cooking is muksa. Really, what does the word muksa mean? So, if you look in the Gemara, the way the Gemara uses the term muksa, it uses it as set aside. Iskatso midate, that it's set aside from one's das. That is the definition of muxa, meaning it's not in your realm of reality. You're not going to be using this on Shabbos. There is a debate in the Gemara for those that learn Mesachtaz Beitza, Mesachta Shabbos. There's a Machlekes Rabbi Shimon, and Rabbi Yehuda. D- d- discussing what exactly falls under the the, the category falls under the umbrella of Muksa. Rabbi Yehuda has a very stringent opinion that most things are typically iskatsoi they are, are set aside from your mind and you will not use it on Shabbos unless you proactively put it into your realm before Shabbos comes in however there's the opinion of Rav Shimon, and we again like Rav Shimon for most halachas in, uh, in regarding Muksa, that most things are not muxa unless there's a reason why this is not typically used on shabbos now the question is why is this a problem i'm not cooking anything i'm not uh you know building something plowing my field so why would a rock be muxa or whatever that means why can not i not use a rock on java so we'll see you soon why there is this Isser, this prohibition, Midr we're going to uh, show why there's this Dindr of Muksan on Shabbos. Let's try to find the source for Moksa. So in the Gemara in Shabbos, quotes, and if you look at Rashi over there, that in the times of Nehemiah, one of the, the books of Tanakh, he, he comes back, he's, they're, they're going to rebuild the second base hamikdash, and he sees that people are lax in their... Avoid this Hashem, specifically they would be carrying on Shabbos, and therefore they made a Xerah that Kalim cannot be moved on Shabbos. You cannot move things on Shabbos, which we would call the umbrella of Muksa. There's an Isr Muksa since people were not keeping Shabbos properly. They decided that we should have this new halacha called Muksa. Beautiful. However, if you go back almost hundred daf earlier in Mesafta Shabbos, and really going back four hundred plus years. The Gemara tells us a story. The Gemara says, in the famous Gemara, when David HaMalach died, he was told by Hashem he's going to die on Shabbos, so we know he spent the, every Shabbos learning. And then the uh, Malach Mavis tricked him, made some noise outside, and then David HaMalach went out to see what happened. He lost his balance, he stopped learning, and he died. Okay. The Gemara says, that Shlomo HaMalach sent the following Shiloh to the base Madrash. He said, Abba Meis, Daddy, David HaMalach died, when he's in the sun. And he asked another question to clove him, the dog shall base them. Seemingly David Amalach would feed the dogs himself. David Amalek died. Am I allowed to feed dogs in Shabbas? Very interesting question and fascinating that he puts it into the same question of my father died and the dogs are hungry. Either way, the question was, What do I do with my father? And they told him, a special heter, even though your father is muksa, he's dead, a dead body put a piece of bread on him, and carry the body with the bread. We'll get to this later on, how this works in halacha. But at this point, you see that there was definitely a consideration of muksa. Obviously, he he was asking, can I move my father, who is dead? Isn't there a problem of muksa? So the question is, how could we say that Nehemia was the one that enacted this din of muksa? There was definitely some din of muksa way back, years ago. So this is asked by many of the achonim the shulchan of says that if you look in the gemara by nehemiah it talks about caleb that it could be before the times of nehemiah going back to davana there was always the din of muxa for things that had no use like a rock and a dead body what are you going to do, you use it for so things that had no use they were muxa nehemiah added caleb that even kalim are muksa. Harav Chasuchan says a similar thing. He says the Torah says Tishbais on Shabbos. Shabbos son, you have to rest, and it makes sense that there would be gezeros to cause one to rest on Shabbos. And he says all the way back from Moshe Rabbeinu there was always a din of muksa. Now specific details similar to what the Chasuchan Harav says regarding Caleb, that was added much later, but there was always Isr of muksa on Shabbos. Okay, let's continue. So now that we know there's a Isser of muksa? The question is why. What's wrong with things? What's wrong with Iraq? I'm not building anything. I'm not cooking. What is wrong with Iraq? So the Rambam, he brings us, he brings down three reasons for muksa. This is the Rambam in Shabbos Parak Dawid, Halacha Bez, and Halacha yid Gimel. The Rambam says three potential reasons for muksa. Number one, he says we know if you say, if you look in Kiddush, we say that we say. uh, The And we know that a person should not walk on Shabbos the same way he walks during the week. There's a question if you could even run on Shabbos. The Gemma Barache says if you're running for Dvar Mitzvah, you're running to shul. Maybe not to the Kiddush, but you're running to shul. So then, that's fine, but you're not allowed to run, you're not allowed to walk on Shabbos the same way you walk during the week. Meaning your Hilucha on Shabbos should be different than your Hilucha you're walking during the week. Additionally, your dibor, the way you speak on Shabbos, you can't make business deals on Shabbos because there has to be a difference between your speech on Shabbos and your speech during the week. As the Pasek says, the Daber davar. So the I'm writes, it makes sense that when I pick up things on Shabbos, when I do things on Shabbos, there has to be a different way of picking things up, of handling things, than I do during the week. So therefore, Muksa fits into this, that you shouldn't be handling muxa the same way you handle it during the week. That is reason number one. Reason number two, which is probably the most common, answer if you ask someone in the street why is muksa they they will say a pen is muksa because I might end up writing with it and that, in fact that's the Rambam says is reason number two that the concern is you might do malacha. so if I allowed you to move a hammer you'd hit something with it if I allowed you to move a pen you might end up writing on Shabbos so that's the second one I might do malacha. the third one very interesting uh, reason is that based on the pasuk of of Shabbos and a person has to rest he says that everyone on Shabbos needs to have a Shvisa Hanikeris. By you, it has to be that I rested on Shabbos. In fact, just to go on a digression for a little bit, I know Rav Schechter has a of Rav Schechter Schlitter from NYU. Someone once asked him, can I attend a football game? Meaning this fellow was in a university, and the games, the, the tournament, the games come in on Shabbos on Saturday. He wanted to know if he could go support his classmates in cheering for the 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 team his team can he go on shabbos and he'll figure out a way to buy the beer beforehand he figures out a way with the tickets i don't know how exactly it works but whatever it is he's not going to do a malacha can he attend the game rav shefter responded no you're not keeping shabbosin shabbosin is to to rest on shabbos that is not called resting on shabbos fine. Now that we know that background of Shabbasan, which is in fact a discussion in the Ramban, the Chassem Seifer, but let's assume a person has to rest in Shabbos. So the Ramam says like this, if a person was able to do all Malacha on Shabbos, to, to, do, to touch all these Mux items, it turns out that let's say you happen not to be a carpenter. You're not a tailor. So the average tailor, or carpenter mechanic, we could tell what Shabbos versus the weekday. Because during the week, he's busy fixing garbs On Shabbos, he doesn't fix cars. However, he says there are many people that are Yoshiv bato, they don't do anything. They don't work or they work remotely. I don't know, they don't work. So because they don't work. So when I look at their Shabbos, They don't have a shvizahani karas. They do the same thing they do during the week. They go daven, they drink coffee, they have danishes. And on Shabbos, it's the same thing. So the only way they're going to have a shvizahani Karas, it's going to be discernible and recognizable that it's Shabbos by them, is if they don't touch muksa. Because during the week, they'll touch muksa, they play with their iPhone, they'll futz around, they'll touch things. Shabbos, they cannot, you know, play with the grass. They cannot do any of these things. And therefore, it's a shvizahani karas. Beautiful. Those are the three reasons. Comes along the raiv, the raiv says, hold on a second. We know that the source of Muksa is from Nehemiah. Nehemia said there was a concern that people were carrying on Shabbos. So isn't the only concern for Muksa that you might carry on Shabbos? Why is the Rambam adding these three reasons? So in light of the fact that we mentioned the stira, the contradiction, that there's an earlier source, the Gemara and Shabbos tells us about David and Malach, we see that Nehemiah is not the only source for Muksa. And therefore, if you look at the Maga Mishnah, he says, we there, you know there's two sources for Muksa, And one could argue that that Nehemiah's concern was that a person might carry. But let's say you live in a place where there's no Rishasarabim, so maybe there is no concern for, my, for for carrying, or you could look back, why? Was there a concern even from the times of Moshe Rabbeinu? So it makes sense. Moshe Rabbeinu could have said this should be a Gzaira the Rabbanon, that a people might do malacha or that a person Shabbos he carries because the Torah tells me Shabbosah, and it has to be a day of rest. Tishbos Yama Shvi, Tishbos, you have to rest, and therefore it makes sense why the Ramam is giving us other reasons besides for the reason of the Rivad, which is that Nehemiah was concerned people were carrying on Shabbos, and therefore we now have three or four reasons why we have an Isser Mukzah. So, Merit Hashem, in the next year, we'll talk about the different categories of Muksa, how we differentiate between a rock being muksa and a hammer being Mukzah. Is there one big umbrella called Muksa? or no? Do we look at each individual case? and see how the halacha plays itself out.